The Windsor Life Community Newspaper is brought to you by Windsor Gardens, a large, active community for people who are 55 or older. Whether retired or still working, this central Denver campus invites connection. Chat with your neighbors, join a club, or start a club of your own. Windsor Gardens also offers golf, lap swimming, and trips to museums and casinos. Find them at windsorgardensdenver.org or call 303-364-7485 and be sure to tell them Aftersight sent you. Thank you for joining us for week three of the February 2024 Windsor Life Newsletter. My name is Brooke Burks. This week, we will be reading In Remembrance, Letters to the Editor, Councilwoman's Article, Leedsdale Cop Shop, and Writer's Section. In Remembrance, Vivian Guilford. Vivian Guilford, age 81, passed away on December 13, 2023, after a long battle with breast cancer. Fortunately, her sister and some of her nieces and nephews were able to visit her in Building 82 before she passed. She was a tough woman and told stories about her service in the WACS and her experiences doing four-handed dentistry as a dental hygienist. She briefly married during her time in the Army and was stationed in many locations, including Alaska and Kentucky. But the marriage did not outlast their shared Army service. In later years, she was a clerk and received a PERA pension. She was buried at Fort Logan by her family. Vivian was an avid quilter, sewer, and knitter and was knitting a scarf for her sister during her last days. For many years, she participated in the Windsor Gardens Sewing Group. Those in Building 82 who knew her will miss her wry comments, smile, and honest and realistic take on life. If something was a pain in the ass, Vivian would always let you know. Rest in peace, Vivian. To share the passing of someone with the community, please submit the deceased name, date of death, building number, and any life memories you'd like to share to WindsorLife at WGAMail.com or to the association office. Remembrances are subject to editing, including for length and grammar. Your turn. Write a letter. Write a letter to the board, administrators, or the community. Letters submitted to the Windsor Life are published at the discretion of the Windsor Gardens Board of Directors, Administrators, and Editor. Submission Specifications All letters must include the writer's name, address, and phone number for verification purposes. The writer's name will be included with those letters that are published. Anonymous letters will not be considered. Letters are published based on space availability. Letters are limited to 300 words and may be edited for grammar, clarity, civility, and space. Please provide sources for any articles or data referenced in your letter. Letters containing obvious factual inaccuracies, unattributed facts and quotes, or libelous statements will not be printed. Reviews, positive or negative, of businesses that are lessees of Windsor Gardens will not be published. In order to include diverse opinions, letters from the same writer will not be published more than three times per year and not in consecutive issues. Continued responses to other letters will be limited to open the forum for new writers and topics. Email to windsorlife at wgamail.com or mail to windsorlife 595 South Clinton Street, Denver, Colorado, 80247. Response to no smoking policy exception for vaping. The December 2023 letter looking for a solution to the issues with smoke infiltrating neighbors' units is appreciated, but vaping aerosols are second only in danger to tobacco and marijuana. Furthermore, the real issue is that we can't keep smoke and aerosols in one of our mid-century built units out of the other units. 
ASHRAE, the National Industrial Organization of Heating, Ventilating, and Air Conditioning, states no amount of filtering and sealing has been demonstrated or should be relied upon to control health risks from environmental tobacco smoke exposure in spaces where smoking occurs. The CDC, FDA, EPA, U.S. Surgeon General, state and local health departments, and medical research organizations long ago agreed on tobacco's dangers and the dangers to others of secondhand smoke. Regarding vaping, the CDC has said e-cigarette aerosols generally contain fewer toxic chemicals than the deadly mix of 7,000 chemicals in smoke from regular cigarettes. However, e-cigarette aerosol is not harmless. The research is ongoing concerning vaping dangers, but the following harmful substances have been found in e-cigarette aerosols. Addictive nicotine, flavorings such as diacetyl, a chemical linked to serious lung disease, cancer-causing chemicals, volatile organic compounds, heavy metals such as nickel, tin, and lead, and ultrafine particles that can be inhaled deeply into the lungs. The state of Colorado added vaping to the Colorado Clean Indoor Air Act in its 2019 revision of the 2006 law. The act bans vaping indoors in most public spaces and sets fines of hundreds of dollars for those who violate the law. I do not want WG residents to be affected by e-cigarette aerosols through the piping, baseboard, and electric structural gaps of Windsor Gardens architecture and underdoor ventilation systems any more than by tobacco and marijuana smoke. Colleen Nunn. Honoring labors of love. This letter takes a detour from pampering paper hearts and candy to appreciate so much love given by our HOA staff. Yes, we pay them, but no amount of money could buy the compassion surrounding us. Criticism can flow easily after the mistakes or oversights of the human beings who work here. Yet the impressive skill and depth of dedication of General Manager Rebecca Zazuta and the devout league she leads can never really be measured. Among the 3,500 living here, some understand and can list names of extraordinary people who consistently make a difference, giving from the heart far beyond what they have to do. I will mention one recent example that demonstrates labor of love for us. With Rebecca and Community Administrator Patricia Frawley's solid support, Community Life Director Carrie Irvin brought us Activities Director Steve Folweiler eight months ago. Steve recently responded with immediate grace to my request for assistance. He left the he left the demands of the activities office and walked to the auditorium to unstack a tower of armchairs so I could safely participate in our life-enriching drama production. Room setup is not Steve's job. He could have brushed me off. Instead, his willing compassion meant safety, dignity, and welcome to all coping with painful physical aging or even a low-energy day. Abundant other examples await our willingness to see them. Many jobs at Windsor Gardens are demanding and go without due appreciation. Indeed, on this occasion of love, it is right to care for those who, day after day, lovingly look out for us. They do more than we will ever know to help us rise to beautiful quality in our lives. Edie McDaniel District 5, 2024 Shaping Our Future Together by Councilwoman Amanda Sawyer. We're off to a fantastic start to the new year in Council District 5. This month, we're diving into our comprehensive office work plan, focusing on key projects that align with some concerns voiced by our residents. Our primary focus areas in 2024 include enhancing traffic safety, community safety, and sustainable transportation. Read on to find out more about specific initiatives we're working on this year. Bus Rapid Transit District 5 is part of three different conversations around efficient transportation. The Alameda BRT Corridor Study that is being spearheaded by the Denver Regional Council of Governments, or DRCOG. 
the Colfax Bus Rapid Transit Project voters approved as a 2017 Elevate Denver bond project and the Colorado Boulevard Bus Rapid Transit or BRT project, which is being run by the state of Colorado. The Alameda project is in its conceptual stage with ongoing corridor studies evaluating the feasibility of a bus rapid transit system along Alameda from Lakewood through Denver and out to Aurora. We regularly share details about this project on our social media channels and newsletters. You can also find additional information by visiting bit.ly slash Alameda Corridor BRT. The Colfax project, now at 90% design, is set to break ground in 2024, marking a significant milestone in enhancing connectivity from Broadway to I-225. Stay updated on this project through the dedicated website, bit.ly slash Colfax Bus Rapid Transit. The Colorado Boulevard project is just beginning. At this early stage, there isn't a website yet, but stay tuned for more information as it comes online. Neighborhood Cleanup Project Our office is thrilled to introduce the Neighborhood Cleanup Project, uniting residents in a collaborative endeavor to enhance the beauty of our community. Like our successful Parks Cleanup Days, our vision involves a collective effort to revitalize our neighborhoods. Volunteers will address various aspects, including rejuvenating rusted and aged-looking bus benches in our area. Stay tuned for more details and updates in upcoming conversations and the project launch. Traffic Study on, on Exposition Avenue We are gearing up for a comprehensive traffic study focusing on Exposition Avenue from Quebec to Leedsdale to address pressing traffic concerns. Our primary goal is to pinpoint where best to implement effective traffic calming measures to enhance traffic safety for residents and students at George Washington High School. We look forward to your feedback and participation in our community meetings, which will kick off in spring 2024. For further updates and to view our previous traffic studies, visit our project page, bit.ly slash d5 traffic studies. Contact us. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to our office. You can find the District 5 team at email denvercouncil5 at denvergov.org, phone 720-337-5555, website bit.ly slash d5 website. Instagram.com slash Denver Council 5. Twitter.com slash Denver Council 5. Councilwoman Sawyer office hours at WG. Councilwoman Sawyer will hold community office hours at Windsor Gardens on Thursday, February 29th from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in the lobby of Centerpoint. The first hour is reserved for by appointment conversations. The last hour is open to anyone. If you would like to make an appointment, please contact Denver Council 5 at denvergov.org or 720-337-5555. Councilwoman Sawyer will also be presenting at the BRC meeting on Wednesday, March 20th from 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. in Centerpoint. The Cop Shop at WG. The Cop Shop is operated by volunteers who work with the Denver Police Department to assist with citizen complaints, accident reports, and other activities that would typically require a trip to the district station. Cop Shop Hours at WG Leedsdale Cop Shop will be in Centerpoint from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Monday, February 5th, Friday, February 9th, and Friday, February 23rd. We will not be there on the President's Day holiday. We will also want or we also want to thank Windsor Gardens residents for our most successful clothing drive to date, collecting 1,010 items delivered to the Well Power Resource Center. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. Top five types of scams. Dear Cop Shop, are there any new scams we should be aware of? Curious. Dear Curious. 
Most scams are variations of old scams made possible by advancements in technology. The Denver District Attorney has put out a list of the top five types of scams they are expected to receive reports about in 2024 based on volume in 2023. First on the list are QR codes. A QR code is a handy way to be quickly directed to a website. Restaurants use them instead of printed menus. Make sure the QR code takes you where you want to go. The second type of scam is charitable giving. Due diligence is a necessity when giving to ensure your intended beneficiary gets your money. Third on the scam list is sending money via an app. If you don't understand how it works, don't do it. The fourth scam to look out for is a tax scam. It's the season when tax returns are on everyone's mind. Remember, the IRS will never call you for information or money, and they don't want gift cards to pay your tax bill. The fifth scam is identity theft. Whether via text, email, or phone call, don't share personal information just because someone asked for it. Always verify the request independently rather than using the phone number or website provided. If it's a scammer, it goes to them. The bottom line is to use strong passwords, keep security on your devices up to date, and don't share personal information online. The Cop Shop. Windsor Writers. Theme. Gratitude. Book Club by Sandra Windsor. It's a most unusual book club, a gathering each Tuesday via Zoom to discuss chapters of our current study. It's unusual in that most of us have never met personally, although I met Susan for lunch, and I almost missed seeing Janet at the VA elevator. We live in different towns on the Front Range. We come from dissimilar backgrounds, and our paths never crossed in our previous lives. Yet I am intimately bonded to these women. What connects us comes from our husband's combat experiences and subsequently our roles as not only wives but now as caregivers. It's not a role any of us planned, nor did most of us have a clue as to how to go about meeting the needs of our now disabled husbands. We have all raised children, managed people in the workplace, lived productive lives, and now we met via an email on this strange stage of vulnerability, hoping to learn from one another. Our current facilitator, Grace, has guided us through the past couple of books gently and reassuringly, allowing us the space and dignity to support each other. It is a safe and loving environment that causes me to ask by those, by whose design. What was occurring in each of us that encouraged us to take a chance Click on the registration for a caregiver book club and show up with nothing but questions and anxiety. For me, I knew I was in strange waters and my heart was breaking as each of Ray's diagnoses suggested more decline. I needed help with this huge service called the VA. Maybe I could learn from this group how to navigate this imposing system. Anyone would know more than I did. I found those resources and more, a connection. This morning, we finished our study of boundaries and conducted a short evaluation. What has helped or made a difference in how we see and protect ourselves in our caring roles? Each of us has benefited a bit differently from our 10-week discussion, but underneath it all was the growth within ourselves and how we now relate to each other in this special setting. Our previous study on self-compassion was with Kristen Neff, this course was so powerful that we decided to continue it monthly. Our next challenge is about making a change. We all have experience here, but our current situations as living widows are altogether different. We have all changed even in the course of our work together. Moving forward into the new year, it feels right to talk about change, how we handle it, prepare for it, and assess its impact. I have fallen hopelessly in love with my four partners on this excursion for which there are no rules and life is completely unpredictable. Gratefulness, thankfulness, and appreciation all come to mind but fall short of my gratitude. I have always believed that the person or persons you need most at any given time will appear in your life. At this time of year, when we look forward, 
How reassuring is this belief? Theme, Love. What is Love by Marilyn Reeves? Love is the light that burns within every soul, which can never be extinguished. Love seeks not to possess, but to enhance the free spirit of the other. Love does not criticize or chastise, but offers a better way. Love is, cons is constancy, loyalty, and fidelity. When someone is crashing and thrashing about through a forest of uncertainty, love stands by to offer a helping hand when they are ready to receive it. Love does not revel in the pain of others, but provides relief, comfort, and succor. Love is like a warm and welcoming hearth that one can come home to at the end of a long and dreary day. While we all long to be loved by another, love cannot be forced, coerced, or bargained for. In my experience, I have found that the act of loving is far more rewarding than being its recipient. Love attracts love, and you and I are the very embodiment of love. If you wish to be loved, give love freely, without condition, and love will find its way back to you in myriad and unanticipated ways. Knowing You by Sharon Coburn I knew you once. I loved you then. I wonder if I could again, or if the years have changed you so that I might scarcely know the one to whom I gave my heart so many years ago. The suntan face at 23, eyes that gaze with love at me, lips I thought would never lie. I knew you once, or did I? Theme, Uh-Oh, Oops, I Did It Again by Sharon Coburn. Some might consider me lazy, others perhaps more charitable, might say low energy or slow metabolism. Bottom line, I do not bounce out of bed in the morning all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I have an alarm that I do not have to set. Her name is Lily, my cat, and if I do not arise at her self-appointed breakfast time, she will lick my eyes until they open. I get up, feed her, turn on the heat, tuck myself back into bed, check the news, and if 45 is still alive, go back to sleep. I am often, usually, the last to arrive at WGWG meetings. 9 a.m. is a challenge for me. Most mornings find me lingering over a leisurely breakfast at 9. One of my greatest challenges, because it doesn't come on a weekly or even a monthly schedule, is Donuts with Donna, a meeting I really like to attend because it's so informative. I was especially determined to attend one month because I had some concerning issues I wanted to pursue. I was having my especially leisurely breakfast Thursday morning when I realized it was 10.15. Oops, I did it again. I forgot to set the alarm on my phone and totally missed the meeting. So my New Year's resolution was to get to bed earlier, get up and stay up with Lily, schedule all the important Windsor Gardens meetings I want to attend in my calendar, and be generally more present. I'll let y'all know how that goes. Uh-oh, Beep Beep, and Cock-a-Doodle-Doo by Dennis Peyton Knight. That we begin another new year with uh-oh shouldn't be surprising because that's how we are leaving the last one behind. Just one more uh-oh. Such is the state of our world. But take heart, folks, because I am working on completely remodeling that negative interjection. First, we must learn to express dismay in a positive way. Instead of bursting, uh-oh, we should gush, uh-oh, to remake disasters into nice surprises. Take, for instance, my 50-year-old Vegematic that fell apart this morning. I uh-oh'd over it first, eulogizing it with choice nouns. Then I recalibrated to an uh-oh and happily ordered myself a brand new Vitamix professional grade blender at 651 bucks. Do you suppose the caveman said uh-oh when his creation, a wheel card from stone, rolled downhill into an immovable boulder, inventing the world's first flat tire? No one has pinpointed how long we've been uh-ohing because long before uh-oh came into print, it was a simple interjection of mishap uttered as part of the earliest evolution of language, along with oomph, uh, and an occasional satisfying ah. 
All of these are onomatopoeias, words mimicking sounds from daily life like ba, bang, bam, bark, beep, bing, burp, bow wow, and buzz. The list is long. Under C, you'll find happy onomatopoeias like cash registers, kachinging, birds chirping, doves cooing, horses clip-clopping, champagne glasses clinking, and trains clickety-clacketing. Hens duck with their polygamous mates go cock-a-doodle-doo. Speaking of which, am I correct that the plural of a cock-a-doodle-doo is a cock-a-doodle-doos and not cock-a-doodle-doo? But I digress. Also under C are annoyances like clanging pans, clacking heels, clattering dishes, clashing cymbals, and you over there stop clicking that pen. Meanwhile, geezers cough, whips crack, fires crackle, doors creak, frogs croak, tinfoil crinkles, potato chips crunch, and I crash into something, hopefully a nap. The onomatopoeia alphabet follows along with drip, fizz, flap, flush, gargle, groan, growl, grumble, gulp, and grunt. Under H, we hack, hiccup, hee-haw, hiss, honk, howl, hum, ho-hum, and under J, jingle. Wordsmiths say the word knocking is an onomatopoeia, but how can it be if the K doesn't get pronounced? The cat's sweet meows are frightening omens to the canary, while cows moo, horses neigh, and pigs oink. Then comes P, with plentiful pattering, peeping, plopping, popping, puffing, poo-pooing, and purring. Ducks quack, sopranos rasp, rattlesnakes rattle, lions roar, leaves rustle, thunder rumbles, tires screech, witches shriek, bacon sizzles, puppies slurp, lips smack, Tipplers get smashed, fingers snap, paint splatters, water splashes, sneakers sneak, mice squeak, piglets squeal, bugs get squished, guitars get strummed, basketballs get swished, spittoons get spit, and schnozzes sniff, snort, and snore. Fingers tap on keyboards, time ticks down, my essays go thud, hearts go thump thump, children tinkle, Rain trickles, Twitter tweets, bullets whiz, sirens wail, dogs woof, space aliens zap and get zapped, zippers get zipped, and finally, this piece, if it hasn't quite zoomed, has zigzagged all the way to the end. Theme, Potpourri. The Sewing Room at Centerpoint by Gail Slover. Boy, I really want to make hot packs as gifts for family and friends. Hot packs, you know, those bags full of rice that you put into the microwave, then put into your bed before you settle down for warm toes. But my serger sewing machine was fighting with me. For the life of me, I could not thread it. Then at Travel Club, one of our members, Florence, overheard me saying I needed help. Florence then introduced me to the sewing room in Centerpoint. Our own sewing room with sewing machines and sergers to use, plus an instructor to help us. Wow! Off I went with my old, I mean old, serger. I met Jackie, the very knowledgeable instructor, and I sat there as she went through every step. It seemed like it took 45 minutes. Have you ever used a serger with its four heads and a, lots of confusing stuff? Jackie did it. She threaded my serger, and it worked. This, should I say Jackie, saved my Christmas. Yes, I took the new resident tour a couple of years ago, and I'm sure I went into the sewing room upstairs at Centerpoint. But until I really, really needed help, I had no idea what was in there and how we could get help. Another woman was making a wrap for a beach vacation with her son and grandkids. She had never sewn before. Amazing. Now that I can make hot packs, watch out. You may be a recipient someday. I just have to get those 50 pounds of rice upstairs into the condo. Theme, my occupation and what led up to it. On the phone by Pete Clark. I was laid off from my IT job the week of 9-11. I had turned 60 that year and my age became a huge stumbling block in my job hunt. 
Age discrimination is illegal, but in our youth-oriented society, the powers that be wink at the criminal activity and turn their eyes away. I put in many applications, but got few interviews. After a month of frustration, I noticed an advertisement for a call center in Montebello. I figured, why not? I like to talk. I was in the midst of a crowd of young people, but I landed the job as I was the only one who knew how to use a mouse to correct typos during the typing test. I had gained employment in the call center for 1-800-ASK-UPS. The company that had the contract was very good to work for. While my security clearance was being processed, I worked only with calls for zip codes. It took a year for my security clearance to come through. I do not know what the problem was that made it take so long. I was happy to move on and begin handling inbound calls of more substance. On March, Monday, March 17, 2003, a new contractor took over the call center. A terrible blizzard hit the Denver area on their first day in charge. Supervisors asked the new management to shut the operation down before the snow in the parking lot became too deep for people to get their cars onto the street. They were told that the company did not have snow days and everyone would have to work their regular shifts. At the end of the first shift, many cars became immovable in the deep snow. I managed to rock my pickup until it began moving. The worst part of my trip began when I turned onto my street and had to break the trail to my driveway. I turned toward the curb and became stuck, off the street but blocking my driveway. I did make it to work the next day. I enjoyed my job and talked to many interesting people such as the nurse who put John F. Kennedy into his rocking chair, the commander of the Battling Bastards of Bataan, and the great-granddaughter of Admiral Togo who crossed the T on the Russian fleet during the Battle of Tsushima in 1905. Getting people off the phone in 90 seconds was often a problem for me. When a caller was irate, I would take the time to talk them down to a close to normal state and then do what I could to solve their problem. If necessary, I would escalate the call to someone with access to the post office where the problem occurred. I moved to the back office and spent seven years investigating inbound express mail that had not been delivered, was damaged, or had missing contents. I spent my days talking to postal employees by telephone and electronically communicating with foreign postal employees in various parts of the world. The call center closed in 2013. The Windsor Writers Group meets weekly on Mondays at 9 a.m. in the Aspen Room. Join us for the joy of writing and sharing short pieces weekly on a variety of topics that members take turns choosing. No qualifications needed, just creative folks who enjoy writing and sharing ideas and stories. Thank you for joining us for week three of the February 2024 Windsor Life Newsletter. My name is Brooke Burks. To learn more about Windsor Gardens, visit our website at www.windsorgardensdenver.org. The 2023 Board Officers and Committees Operations Committees include The Executive Committee Bobby Mays, President Dennis Knight, Vice President Mike Lopez, Treasurer Carol Brooks, Secretary Appeals Ronnie Reynolds, Chair Mike Lopez, Board Shirley Cox, Resident Gary Roll, Resident and Brenda Sanders, Resident Architectural Review Ronnie Reynolds, Chair Dennis Knight, Board, Ron Baldwin, Resident, Jan Mayer, Resident, Gay Ann Ost, Resident, Sharon Rolhack, Resident, and Bev Williams, Resident. Auditing, Michelle Compton, Chair, Dennis Knight, Board, Deborah Adams, Resident, Susan Adamson, Resident, Jeanne Lee, Resident, Marilyn Tyler, Resident. Community Response, Dean Daverick, Chair. Michelle Compton, Board. Richard Glantz, Resident. Carlene Lindstrom, Resident. Donna Sanford, Resident. Jan Shepard, Resident. And John Young, Non-Resident Owner. Employee Relations slash Safety, Dennis Knight, Chair. Ronnie Reynolds, Board. 
Ginny Cox, resident, Lenny Davis, resident, Phyllis Davis, resident, Barbara Ellis, resident, Kathy Young, resident, maintenance department employee, grounds department employee, and community response officer. Finance, Mike Lopez, chair, Dean Daverick, board, Deborah Adams, resident, Phyllis Davis, resident, Howard Fistel, resident, Kathleen McGee, resident, Mike Powell, resident, Sharon Ruhlhack, resident, and Marilyn Tyler, resident. Insurance, Mike Lopez, chair, Carol Brooks, board, Barb Ellis, resident, Joe Hayashi, resident, and Stuart Wright, resident. Long-range planning and innovation, Dean Daverick, chair, Mike Lopez, board, Ron Baldwin, resident, Virginia Hansen, resident, Gary Roll, resident, Brenda Sanders, resident, Ali Shoup, resident, Marcy Smith, resident, Stuart Wright, resident, and Bill Walsh, employee. Policy slash governing docs slash rentals. Michelle Compton, chair, Mike Lopez, board, Debbie Alex Shahu, resident, Shirley Cox, resident, Virginia Hansen, resident, Donna Sanford, resident, and Jan Shepard, resident. And lastly, Underground Garage. Ronnie Reynolds, board, Michelle Compton, board, Barbara Day, resident, Richard Glantz, resident, Ruel Hunt, resident, William Lobb, resident, and Jan Shepard, resident. Up next, community life committees. Starting with activities. Includes Carol Brooks, chair, Dennis Knight, board, Kit Annis, resident, Judy Bianco, resident, Jenny Cox, resident, Jolene Cranston, resident, Rebecca Sanchez, resident, Joe Wessel, resident, Bev Williams, resident. On board election, we have Mike Lopez, chair, Carol Brooks, board, Donna Sanford, resident, and Bev Williams, resident. Building Representative Zone Committee, also known as BRZC. We have Carol Brooks and Donna Sanford as co-chairs. Zone one is Marilyn Tyler, Zone 2 is Barb Penn. Zone 3 is Mona Knight. Zone 4 is Kathy Young. Zone 5 is Lisa Davis. Zone 6 is Barb Ellis. And Zone 7 is Jean McCoy. Community life consists of Dennis Knight, chair, Carol Brooks, board, Bonita Brown, resident, Jolene Cranston, resident, Donna Pitcher Fisher, resident, James Keyworth, resident, Idy McDaniel, resident, Ali Shoup, resident, and Sherry Swickard, resident. On the golf committee, we have Dean Daverick, chair, Michelle Compton, board, Daniel Berman, resident, Joe Wessel, resident, Jim Wright, resident, men's league president, and the women's league president. On public relations and marketing, we have Dennis Knight, chair, Ronnie Reynolds, board, Donna Pitcher Fisher, resident, Jeannie Lee, resident, Judy Tauschen, resident, and Kathy Young, resident. On the restaurant committee, we have Michelle Compton, chair, Dean Daverick, board, Kit Annis, resident, Kathy Callender, resident, Lanny Dick, resident, Anne-Marie Jackson, resident, and Charles McDonald's, resident. Windsor Life, the news of Windsor Gardens. To reach advertising, dial 303-364-7485 or email k-a-r-e-l-l-a-n-o at wgamail.com. Submissions can be emailed to windsorlife at wgamail.com Submissions are due the 15th of the month prior to the month of the publication. 
Windsor Life is published by the Windsor Gardens Association Board of Directors for the benefit of Windsor Gardens residents and is dedicated to fostering communication and collaboration among the residents, board of directors, and staff, promoting Windsor Gardens' numerous and diverse activities, and informing residents of community resources and issues. The Windsor Gardens Association, its board of directors, and employees, and the Windsor Life staff are not responsible or liable for any of the services or products advertised in the Windsor Life publication, nor do we endorse any advertisement, product, or service. The association recommends that you thoroughly research any product or service and check references prior to hiring any individual or company. The Windsor Gardens Association is located at 595 South Clinton Street in Denver, Colorado, 80247. Call them at 303-364-7485 or visit their website at www.windsorgardensdenver.org. In Remembrance To share the passing of someone within the community, please submit the deceased's name, date of death, building number, and any life memories you'd like to share to windsorlife at wgamail.com or to the association office. Remembrances are subject to editing, including for length and grammar. Your turn. Write a letter. Letters submitted to Windsor Life are published at the discretion of the Windsor Gardens Board of Directors, Administrators, and Editor. Letters are subject to editing, including for length and grammar, and are limited to 300 words in many cases. Letters containing obvious factual inaccuracies, unattributed facts and quotes, or libelous statements will not be printed. Reviews, positive or negative, of businesses that are leases of Windsor Gardens will not be published. All letters must include the writer's name, address, and phone number for verification purposes. Letters submitted by mail or dropped off at the association offices also need a signature. The writer's name will be included with those letters that are published. Email to windsorlife at wgamail.com or mail to windsorlife at 595 South Clinton Street in Denver, Colorado, 80247. And on to Windsor Gardens Association contacts. Administration, call 303-364-7485. Regular office hours are Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. The general manager is Rebecca Zazueta. Email rzazueta at wgamail.com. Reach the community life manager, Carrie Irvin at her email at c-e-r-v-i-n at w-g-a-m-a-i-l dot com. The business manager, Tammy Tafoya Paredes, email t-t-a-f-o-y-a at w-g-a-m-a-i-l dot com. The community administrator, Patricia Frawley, email p-f-r-a-w-l-e-y at wgamail.com. Policy and Modifications, Katie Monasmith, email k-m-o-n-a-s-m-i-t-h at wgamail.com. The Office Manager, Liz Nickel, email l-n-i-c-k-e-l at wgamail.com. The Receptionists, Estefani Vela, email e-v-e-l-a at wgamail.com. Egypt Robinson, email e-r-o-b-i-n-s-o-n at wgamail.com. And Nayeli Aguar, email n-a-g-u-i-r-r-e at wgamail.com. The Administrative Assistant, Karen Arellano, email K-A-R-E-L-L-A-N-O at wgamail.com. And lastly, the accounting manager, Deborah Ford, email dford at wgamail.com. And for community response, dial 303-364-4924 or email communityresponse at wgamail.com. Reach the chief of community response, Chris Scoville, 
at cscovil at wgamail.com or the dispatcher Casey Parker at kparker at wgamail.com. To reach activities, dial 303-364-9141. The activities director, Charlie Schmidt at csschmidt at wgamail.com. The assistant activities director, Renee Jennings at rjennings at wgamail.com. And lastly, the administrative assistant, Susan Hunt at shunt at wgamail.com. To reach the golf shop and course, dial 303-366-3133. Reach the golf manager, Joey Schluter at J-S-C-H-L-U-E-T-E-R at WGAmail.com. To reach facilities maintenance, email the manager Bill Walsh at B-W-A-L-S-H at WGAmail.com. To reach ground maintenance, email the supervisor Donna Kusak at Donna at WGAmail.com. To contact the board members, email board at wgamail.com. The president is Bobby Mays. The vice president is Dennis Knight. Treasurer is Mike Lopez. The secretary is Carol Brooks. The assistant treasurer is Dean Daverick. And the assistant secretary is Michelle Compton. And the director at large is Ronnie Reynolds. And lastly, to contact the building representative zone committee, also known as BRZC, email brzc at wgamail.com. Up next, community life committees, starting with activities. Includes Carol Brooks, chair, Dennis Knight, board, Kit Annis, resident, Judy Bianco, resident, Jenny Cox, resident, Jolene Cranston, resident, Rebecca Sanchez, resident, Joe Wessel, resident, Bev Williams, resident. On board election, we have Mike Lopez, chair, Carol Brooks, board, Donna Sanford, resident, and Bev Williams, resident. Building Representative Zone Committee, also known as BRZC. We have Carol Brooks and Donna Sanford as co-chairs. Zone 1 is Marilyn Tyler. Zone 2 is Barb Penn. Zone 3 is Mona Knight. Zone 4 is Kathy Young. Zone 5 is Lisa Davis. Zone 6 is Barb Ellis. And Zone 7 is Jean McCoy. Community life consists of Dennis Knight, chair, Carol Brooks, board, Bonita Brown, resident, Jolene Cranston, resident, Donna Pitcher Fisher, resident, James Keyworth, resident, Idy McDaniel, resident, Ali Shoup, resident, and Sherry Swickard, resident. On the golf committee, we have Dean Daverick, chair, Michelle Compton, board, Daniel Berman, resident, Joe Wessel, resident, Jim Wright, resident, men's league president, and the women's league president. On public relations and marketing, we have Dennis Knight, chair, Ronnie Reynolds, board, Donna Pitcher Fisher, resident, Jeannie Lee, resident, Judy Tauschen, resident, and Kathy Young, resident. On the restaurant committee, we have Michelle Compton, chair, Dean Daverick, board, Kit Annis, resident, Kathy Callender, resident, Lanny Dick, resident, Anne-Marie Jackson, resident, and Charles McDonald's, resident. Windsor Life, the news of Windsor Gardens. To reach advertising, dial 303-364-7485 or email K-A-R-E L-L-A-N-O at WGAmail.com. Submissions can be emailed to WindsorLife at WGAmail.com. 
submissions are due the 15th of the month prior to the month of the publication. Windsor Life is published by the Windsor Gardens Association Board of Directors for the benefit of Windsor Gardens residents and is dedicated to fostering communication and collaboration among the residents, board of directors, and staff, promoting Windsor Gardens' numerous and diverse activities, and informing residents of community resources and issues. The Windsor Gardens Association, its board of directors, and employees, and the Windsor Life staff are not responsible or liable for any of the services or products advertised in the Windsor Life publication, nor do we endorse any advertisement, product, or service. The association recommends that you thoroughly research any product or service and check references prior to hiring any individual or company. The Windsor Gardens Association is located at 595 South Clinton Street in Denver, Colorado, 80247. Call them at 303-364-7485 or visit their website at www.windsorgardensdenver.org. In Remembrance To share the passing of someone within the community, please submit the deceased's name, date of death, building number, and any life memories you'd like to share to windsorlife at wgamail.com or to the association office. Remembrances are subject to editing, including for length and grammar. Your turn. Write a letter. Letters submitted to Windsor Life are published at the discretion of the Windsor Gardens Board of Directors, Administrators, and Editor. Letters are subject to editing, including for length and grammar, and are limited to 300 words in many cases. Letters containing obvious factual inaccuracies, unattributed facts and quotes, or libelous statements will not be printed. Reviews, positive or negative, of businesses that are leases of Windsor Gardens will not be published. All letters must include the writer's name, address, and phone number for verification purposes. Letters submitted by mail or dropped off at the association offices also need a signature. The writer's name will be included with those letters that are published. Email to windsorlife at wgamail.com or mail to windsorlife at 595 South Clinton Street in Denver, Colorado, 80247. And as always, thank you so much for joining us for the Windsor Life Community Newspaper. This audio was brought to you by the Audio Information Network of Colorado, bringing print to life for thousands of blind, low vision, and print-impaired individuals since 1991. If you would like to learn more about AINC and our services, visit www.aincolorado.org.